Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 172. We're finishing up today the book of Daniel. We're in chapter 12, titling this episode, End Time, Tribulations and Opportunities. Just a little bit of background uh, as we're winding up the book of Daniel. I am not going to be covering chapters 13 and 14 because it's not necessarily prophetic teaching. And also, just so you can basically figure out what's going on here, uh, Daniel, by the time we're getting towards the end of the section we're teaching, um, has to be an older man, and yet when you get to these last two chapters, he's a younger man. And here's the reason why. In the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Old Testament, chapters 13 and 14 appear in the beginning of the book of Daniel. So that's more chronological. In any case, here's what we're going to be doing in Luke 21 radio. Starting next episode, we're going to be re-airing first and second Thessalonians. Now, a lot of you have heard me before explain how to basically get deeper in your understanding of Scripture, and I compare it to using a rototiller on your garden. Now, I can remember when I first got a rototiller, I thought, I am going to just dig up the ground and make the greatest garden ever in one mammoth run through this soil. And of course, the rototiller was bouncing all around. And to really use a rototiller, you just want to go along the surface and loosen things up. Then you want to come along again and make a second pass and go a little deeper. And then what I initially wanted to do but didn't really accomplish it with a little patience, you go through the third time and then you really get into the deeper soil and you have a great garden. Studying scripture and prophetic scriptures, which tend to be a little confusing, especially since there's a lot of voices saying a lot of different things that can lead to a lot of confusion. So what you want to do is use the teaching that you've received to go back and dig a little deeper. Now, let's just say you were with us when we studied First and Second Thessalonians, which is where we're going to be re-airing starting next episode. Well, when we get to the key chapter in Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, you're going to find that I was way back talking about St. Michael and referring to Daniel chapters 11 and 12, where we're studying right now. So, you got it then, but obviously I couldn't simultaneously doing, do everything regarding the book of Daniel. So now we have the book of Daniel. You can take that back for that second pass through First and Second Thessalonians, and perhaps things will really start to click. And remember, the idea that certain things are so important, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 is very important for the end times. And remember, it doesn't appear in the Catholic lectionary of readings, period. It's gone, the key section of chapter two. So you really want to pay attention to the re-airing of those episodes. So here we go. 
as we wind up the book of Daniel, chapter 12, and there's really two or three verses I'd like to focus on. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1 says, and there shall be a time of trouble. You know, certain things in Scripture are just stated point blank, and we may not really begin to appreciate the depth of what they're talking about. You know, right now, the whole world's going through trouble with the coronavirus. We're going through health trouble. We're going through financial trouble. But the level of trouble being described here is unlike anything I have ever experienced or would imagine experience experiencing in my lifetime. But let's go back. Let's go way back to the first commentary in the Catholic Church on the book of Daniel by Hippolytus. And this is what he says about Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. And this is from the early church. There shall be a time of trouble. For at that time there shall be great trouble, such as not been from the foundation of the world, when some shall be sent through every city and country to destroy the faithful. And the saints shall travel forth from the west to the east and shall be driven in persecution from the east to the south, while others shall conceal themselves in the mountains and caves. And the abomination shall war against them everywhere and shall cut them off by sea and by land, by his decree, and shall endeavor by every means to destroy them out of the world. This is how it works. They can't touch God. So the next best thing is to destroy those in whom God has formed covenant with and indwells. And there will be an attempt at the end of human history to extinguish everyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ, to eradicate them from the face of the earth. There will be nothing like it that has preceded us, but there have been previews. You heard me talk a lot about Antiochus Epiphanes in the couple of centuries before Christ came, and that's why the book of Maccabees really shouldn't be taken out of Protestant Bibles, because I know a lot of Uh, Sincere Protestants are really interested in the end times and what to do and what to expect. What kind of faith will persevere through that fierce persecution? Well, the book of Maccabees is just your, your prep guide for the end times. It's the most accurate preview we probably have as far as what the Antichrist will do. And that's why I had twin episodes, Antiochus, and Antichrist, because in a certain sense, they're related in the sense that one was the precursor of the final Antichrist. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 13, and the beast, the beast being the Antichrist, was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Now, why would God allow that? Well, there's one thing that God is very concerned about, is that he wants his mercy and grace to extend to as many as possible. 
even at the very termination point of human history, he is concerned for the salvation of men, women, and children. And do you know what the strongest witness is for the Christian faith? And many of you have been trained and read your Bible, studied your catechism, know how to share your faith verbally. But the strongest witness that Christians have is to be willing to give your life in faithfulness to Jesus Christ. In the book of Revelation and in the Greek New Testament, the word for witness, often translated witness, is the Greek word martyria. And we get the English word martyr directly from that Greek word. And the idea that the martyr is the exceptional witness. And when the Antichrist is putting Christians to death here, there, and everywhere, all he is doing is creating the most powerful witness the earth has ever seen. And as a result, even in the darkest moments of human history, you will find evangelistic opportunities. Now, this brings me to my second point. First time, the end time tribulations will be bad. They'll be like nothing most of us have ever experienced. Okay, and, and yet, in the midst of that, there are two verses I'd like to bring your attention to that, re, that are talking about the end-time opportunities. In Daniel chapter 11, it says, And those among the people who are wise shall make many understand, though they shall fall by sword and flame, by captivity and plunder for many days. So, the idea, this is that witness, that martyria, that end times witness, even though they shall fall, they'll make many understand. That was Daniel 11 and verse 33. And here's a companion verse right from our final chapter that we'll be studying, Daniel 12 and verse 3. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, there are certain words in the Bible that are metaphorical, poetic, and such, and there are others that are just stated as fact, and they should be taken that way. And when Daniel 12, 3 says, and those who turn many to righteousness, I take that so literally that there will be an opportunity in the end times to witness for Jesus Christ. You know, St. Paul, in the book of Acts, about halfway through the Acts, or a little bit more than halfway through, St. Paul was in Athens, and it was not the most successful missionary journey, and he was in Corinth, and uh, the synagogue people tossed him out, and one night in Acts 18 and verse 9, God came to Paul in a night vision and said, don't be afraid, but speak and don't be silent. I am with you and no man shall attack to harm you for I have many people in this city. And St. Paul had his uh, second longest missionary stop in that city of Corinth because God had many people who would respond to the message of the gospel. And this is exactly the type of thing that's being talked about in Daniel chapter 12. C.S. Lewis is very good on this. He shows 
that evil often overplays itself and causes a reaction of people to be repelled from it and embrace the truth. And so it's incumbent upon all of us to be ready to share the faith uh, regarding the end times. Now, as far as I know, and uh, in the modern world, I'd be glad to know that others have done this, but we've gone through a, a host of prophetic scriptures together. First and Second Thessalonians, Romans 12, that grand plan of redemption. We've gone through the prophetic sections of the Gospels in the book of Revelation and now Daniel. And, you know, one of the things you could do, and all of this we're making available free to anybody anywhere in the world, is that we have little business cards for Luke 21 Radio. And one of the things you can do, just contact us at askthehost at gmail.com for some of those business cards to share the truths which we've shared with you about the prophetic scriptures. And just FYI, this is a personal hunch. I could be way off on this, but we might be a little ahead of the curve. In other words, people are really concerned about, you know, when's Costco going to have toilet paper again and things like that. But I think we got a lot bigger concerns on the horizon. And when that day comes, where will people turn? And we hopefully have a bank of prophetic teaching available. And all you need to do is give a card to a friend or a family member, and they can access this teaching so they won't be tossed around. Um, No, this is something expected. This is something planned. We know the end of this and that God's kingdom will prevail on earth as it is in heaven. And so we want to make this available. I urge you, even overseas, there might even be less prophetic teaching, at least from a Catholic viewpoint, an historic Catholic viewpoint, share those cards with people. So I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 172 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.